Hey, this is Jim Graham from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we explore relationship instead of religion every week. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, what fun today on Kingdom Pursuits. I've got old friends and new friends, and so I've got with me today, um, actually, Bill Pincus with the North Carolina Right to Life as president of the right North Carolina Right to Life. So welcome, Bill. Thank you. Glad to be here. And so for those who aren't familiar with that organization, tell us just for a moment, you know, what is the North Carolina Right to Life? Well, I will tell you that uh, we were first founded in 1973, the infamous year of Roe v. Wade, as a result of that decision. And there was a group of Christian men and women here in North Carolina. And at the uh, encouragement of their son, Dr. David Osteen, uh, his mother and father, David Osteen Sr. and Emma Osteen, founded North Carolina Right to Life to be a voice for the voiceless. Wow. And so our primary goal was to educate the public about the horrors of abortion and to lobby our legislators in passing pro-life laws and work to elect pro-life officials. Wow. And in my current state today, the voice for the voiceless sounds, you know, but it's much more meaningful when it comes to the idea of right to life. But nonetheless, old friend, we have Otis Farmer back with us. He is the author of the Return to Faith series. So welcome back, Otis. Thank you. Good to be back. And I love that idea of, of... you know, return to faith in so many different ways. Um, but speaking of return, you know, you got to, here you go. It's time. Yeah, there, now the fun begins. <laughs> I hope you're ready to play shenanigans. How fun is this? So, are you ready, Otis? Yes, sir. Okay, how about Nick? Oh, that's the that's the Jeopardy music. Now I had this, the other music is like, it goes ba-bump. Ba-boom. There it is. I love it. It makes me happy when I hear that. Okay, so a sweater I bought picked up static electricity, right? So I returned it. This is the idea of return. So I returned it to the store, Nick. The sweater like you have on, it had static electricity, right? I returned it to the store. You know what happened? What happened? Got any ideas, Otis? It was a shocking experience. That's I like that. That's I like pretty that good. One. I like that's that. pretty good. <laughs> I like How that. about Bill? You're a newcomer. We'll give you a chance. I don't know. You said static, and that's what I thought too. It's shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they gave me another one free of charge. Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I knew you'd like that. So you may not know this, but the Human Cannonball Act will not be returned to the circus. You know why, Nick? Tell me. Any ideas, Otis? Bill. Human cannibal. He was Human. all shot up? No. 
It's hard to find somebody as the right caliber for that job. You got to be exactly the right size of the can. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, oh, this is my favorite on the list. It's really made me laugh, and it's by the fact they don't have my laugh today. But <clears throat> really hard. Why do they have barcodes on the returning Swedish fleet? You like this, Carmen? I know you will. Why do they have barcodes on the returning Swedish fleet? <laughs> So they can scan Denavian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. <laughs> I knew you like it. <clears throat> so, if Arnold Schwarzenegger's tombstone doesn't say I'll be back, what would that be? You know, it hasn't happened yet, but if it does happen, what would that be? Clearly a grave mistake. Just to say, I'll be yeah. back, you know, just saying. And again, oh, this one made me laugh. This one make make you laugh the rest of the day, so it's going to be worth listening to. All right. So what did Mr. Peanut <laughs> say to his wife about his return? What did Mr. Peanut say to his wife about his return? Bill, you got to have this one, right? Ah, oh, nuts. Close. Well, I was going to say, did that crack you up? Yeah. He said, I'll be back in a jiff. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's yeah. good. That's just yeah. good, right? <clears throat> so, according to the Bible, right, who will return, although he didn't say, I'll be back? <laughs> that's the Bible question today. Now you get to play the Jeopardy music. There you go. How fun. So, if you want to win today, and we have books. By Otis Farmer, the uh, Return to Face series, book one. Book one. You just call us at 866-34-TRUTH and tell us who, according to the Bible, said he'd be back, though he didn't say, I'll be back. He didn't say it that way. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. And we'd love to hear from you today. And you can win something from the Truth Prize Vault or, again, the Return to Faith series. So... Otis, it's so good to have you back. And uh, what's exciting these days with the Return to Faith series? Well, starting to actually have some really nice face-to-face conversations with uh, readers and fans. And it's great to really get a sense that your work is being accepted, understood, and and, and that being passed around. And so I think that... Um, as we continue to press forward with marketing and getting it out and beyond, we're going to realize that uh, God does have a message in these books. So staying pretty busy with that right now. Right, because, you know, it's <laughs> the time is, you know, with all this going on in Israel, I imagine that steps up the discussion, right? Yes, it does. Can I go back to our uh, first encounter? Please do. Okay. Uh, you mentioned about screenwriting and told your screenwriting story, and we both have common horror stories, so to speak, of trying to make it through the system and get to the right people. And so if anybody really asks me, well, you know, I think screenwriting would be fun. I'd like to try that. You know what I would tell them? What would you tell them, Otis? <laughs> Where's the Jeopardy music? Uh, <laughs> um, I would tell them to write a book. So it, because you keep total control over the story as opposed to it passing through, as you well know, 
so many hands and getting back to the kind of reception that you had received. And always remember, that has to pass through many hands, and not all hands are connected to honest people. I would say this, too, that, you know, I once um, interviewed the Kendrick brothers when they came out. I think with the, I've interviewed them a few times, but I think they came out with the movie Courageous. I said, where do you guys get these ideas? And they said, well, Robbie, and they, of course they write their own screenplays. He, he said, uh, we like good ideas, but the ones we go with are the God ideas. Mm. right? So like your story and my story, both God asked us to write a screenplay. So if God asks you to write a screenplay, let me be clear. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the plan. Write a screen, do what he says. If right. he says write a book, write a book. However, you know, then go on to the next, you know, what's next? What, where does that go? When, you know, because clearly, you know, the Kendrick brothers started out writing a screenplay. It, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it was their, um, I'm trying to think of the car one. That's the reason why I got connected with them originally. Um, the name escapes me right this minute, but it's the same kind of thing. Like, and that's how you ended up writing your book. And it's how, Bill, how you ended up going to write for life, right? You went on the board and then did God tap you on the shoulder? Oh, it was incredible. I was on the board. Barbara had said, this is the last time I'm getting older. I, uh, uh, I need to retire. Nobody was stepping up to the plate. I was out hunting because I'm a bow hunter. Oh, I really? had my camo <clears throat> on and my paint. And Barbara calls me, FaceTiming me. I'm saying, oh, my gosh, this is so important. I better take it. And I flipped it up, the phone, and, of course, FaceTime Barbara. And I don't know what she thought. But she said, Bill, this is just a missed call. So I'm like, oh, no. Oh, we'll get back to the missed call in just a minute. Speaking of missed calls, I've missed your call. Who said they'd be back according to the Bible? You could win one of these books, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back with much more Otis Farmer and Bill Pincus. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom today. We're so blessed to have with us Otis Farmer. He's the author of the Return to Faith series, an old friend with us and a new friend who is Bill Pincus with the North Carolina Right to Life. Exciting. They've got a rally coming up. Actually, their 50th anniversary gala is going to be Saturday, November 18th from 5.30 to 9 p.m. We're going to be getting into all kinds of information about that. You're not going to want to miss that. And speaking of events like that, we got Shay Hutchinson who's talking about an Israel rally that's coming up. So, Shay, you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Hi. Is this Robbie? Yes, yes, I'm excited to hear hey, about this... <laughs> your rally. Go ahead, sorry. No, I'm excited to hear oh, about your well, rally. I... Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so today um, in Greensboro, North Carolina, on Friendly Avenue, um, we're going to be gathering Christians and Jews alike to show our support for Israel and um, um, demand that the hostages be released, uh, released safely and, and um, soon back to their homes. How fun. And so I imagine there's going to be some prayer along those lines as well, Shay, right? 
Uh, absolutely. Um, we do have someone that's going to come and, and lead us in a prayer for the safety of the hostages and um, just and for all of Israel and um, Jewish people worldwide, actually. Um, you know, for we have a scriptural mandate to not hold our peace when it comes to Jerusalem. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. Um, and, you know, I think um, I could just echo the words of a message that I heard yesterday from a, a fellow named Johnny Moore. He said, why should we love Israel and the Jews? Because because their book is our book, and their heroes are our heroes. So we need to just stand up and, and bless Israel like like the Scripture says, he who blesses Israel will be blessed, and who who curses Israel will be cursed. Very cool. So today, between, or sorry, not today, but tomorrow, between 2 and 4 o'clock, we're going to gather on the sidewalks of Friendly Avenue in front of Friendly Shopping Center, not inside of Friendly Shopping Center, but on the street, on the sidewalks. And uh, bring your flags, American flags, Israeli flags, make signs if you want to. There'll be a few signs to, to, for people to hold that we have if, if you'd like to do that. But if you support Israel and you want to see who all your friends are that are standing with you for Israel, we can have a, just a great time on the sidewalk together and get to know right, each other. The sidewalk right there in front of the Friendly Shopping Center, that's pretty easy to find. If you're yes. in Greensboro, yes. most people know where that is. And so, Shay, yes. I couldn't help but notice that when you, I saw your email, um, mm -hmm. that you spelled your name in Hebrew, which was a shin and a, yes. a, and a couple of yuds there. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, um, I w have lived in Israel off and on. I have relatives over there. I actually have a nephew that's serving in the IDF right now. Um, we pray for his safety daily. So I personally have skin in the game. And, you know, many North Carolinians may not know it, but we have um, a couple of North Carolinians that were among the hostages that were taken so Keith and Aviva Siegel, they were from Chapel, they're from Chapel Hill. So we're going to pray for their safety and release as well. But, you know, as, as Christians, we have skin in the game. As a lot of us as individuals, we have skin in the game. And as North Carolinians, we have skin in the game. So we need to really make a showing today. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm so grateful for what you're doing, Shay. God bless you. Thank you for, for that and that information. Again, Friendly Shopping Center tomorrow, right? Yes, Friendly Shopping Center well, Friendly Avenue on the sidewalks at 2 o'clock. Again, bring your flags, American flags also, Israeli flags, and, and signs showing your support and love for Israel. All right. God bless. Thanks for calling in so much. And then Thank we got, you so much for having you. me. Mm -hmm. And we got Monty, who has got an answer from my riddle. I'm very excited. Monty, do you know who said he would return in the Bible? Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, the king is evening. Who the king of kings, just Jesus. Oh, the king, the king of kings. And he didn't even have yep. to say it like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's a bigger promise, right? Oh, yeah. And he's, yeah, yeah, he, he's coming back for sure, 100%. And you ever noticed how all, uh, um, in their own ways, great Hollywood movies steal their power from the Bible? Right? And, and you think about how the hero dies to save his men and... And all the different ways, you know, I'll be back. Well, it's it's the whole idea. They, if you want to write a powerful story, look at the gospel. It doesn't get much more powerful than that, right, Monty? Right, right. You're 100% right. Absolutely. All these Marvel movies are, yeah, all these Marvel movies and superhero movies are, are just substitutions for uh, for God, for Jesus, you know? I don't know Save if you the world. <clears throat> it's kind of cool that... Um, the, the people that invented Superman, there were two young men that lived in New York City. They were Jews. And mm. 
the righteous one, they're looking for the Messiah to come back, right? They still are looking for the Messiah to come back. And so the original character of Superman had the letter Zaddy, the Hebrew letter Zaddy on his chest. And that letter, um, you know, got made an S because, you know, obviously they're trying to come up with something that we would use in English. But that letter Zaddy means the righteous one. It's the beginning of the word righteous. And, and so the idea I of did. Jesus is Superman and Superman is Jesus. So when they were describing what would this character be like, that's going to be the Messiah to them, right? Isn't that a beautiful picture? So you couldn't be more right, well, I, Monty. I, yeah. yeah, I did not know that. I did not know that about Superman. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, I actually have a picture at my website at christiancarguy.com of a Superman kind of character opening up his, you know, taking off the suit like Clark Kent, and underneath it is this big letter Zaddy. It's beautiful. So thank you, Monty. I appreciate right. you calling in today. God bless. Have a great day. Hey. Yes, Right. Sir. Hey, do you want you, – um, you know, the Lord really looks after us, man. You know what happened to me today, just this morning, last night? I, I drive a big know. truck, and – I drive a big truck, eighteen wheeler, and uh, and if you're driving down the road and one of your your steer tires that you steer with, if they blow, man, you could roll the truck over, oh, bad. go off the side of the mountain. It's really it's really dangerous for a front steer tire to blow. I've never had it happen before. It happened to me tonight at about two o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness! In the dis in the distribution center, I was going like five miles an hour, so. I mean, gosh, I just feel so protected and thankful that it happened when I'm going five miles an hour instead of seven miles an hour down the road. Oh, my word. Well, let's just thank yeah. God for that right this minute, Monty, since you're right here with us. Lord, thank you for right. Monty's life. I, I thank you for that tire going out when it would protect him in the way you've actually protected all of us right this minute with every breath that we take. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that Monty wanted to get that out today to your audience. The people are listening to know that we all have got somebody out looking out for us with those little mishaps that think like, man, what that, that you were really looking and, and Monty saw that. And I'm so grateful for that. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Monty. God bless. We're going to send you two prizes because testimony always gets you more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> so getting back to the right for life, gay life anniversary. Like, wow, we've got Seth Dillon. Tell us about what's going on there. Yeah, so uh, I was actually at the National Right to Life Convention in Pittsburgh uh, at the end of June. And uh, I knew who Seth Dillon was. I knew Babylon B. You know, it's a political satire website. It, 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 it's hilarious. He pokes fun at everybody. It's not as funny as me, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're funnier, actually. So anyway, he... Uh, um, uh, He's actually had over 100 of his satires come true. I mean, so that's kind of scary. But uh, he was the closing speaker at the National Right to Life Convention. And he was witty, intelligent, humorous. We were cheering the whole time. He's so pro-life. And he had actually been on the Joe Rogan podcast where they discussed abortion. And if you haven't seen that podcast, you need to Google it, go to YouTube, and watch it. Seth eloquently defended the right to life. And so I'm thinking, well, who was I going to have for my keynote speaker? This is our 50th anniversary. We want to have a great, upbeat, positive message come out. Um, he's the perfect guy. So we contacted his, uh, his agents, and, and, and he's coming in two weeks from today. You know, he'll be on the flight in. 
we'll be picking him up early afternoon, and it's going to be a wonderful evening. I think that speaks very highly for the organization that someone of Seth's character would uh, and stature would be interested in coming in. Oh, that they have a fabulous satire, and they are absolutely hilarious. I don't think you're going to want to miss this. November 18th, actually. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's a Saturday, right? Yes, Saturday, two weeks from today. And where is it? It's going to be at the Corey, Corey Convention Center in Greensboro. Corey Convention Center, right down the road here in Greensboro. Uh, we chose that because it's an hour and a half from Raleigh, an hour and a half from Charlotte. We hope people from those uh, vicinities uh, will, will, will come also. And so easy to find that if you go to the NCRTL, it's North Carolina Right to Life, or you just do the initials, just ncrtl.org, right? If you, if you go there, you, you can put a black backslash Gala 50, and, you, and you'll go right there. But if you, I'm sure if you just go to the website, there'll be a big banner, like, go register, because you want to go to this thing. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Again, it's Saturday, November 18th, NCRTL, North Carolina Right to Life, and you dot org, and they'll get you all fixed up. So, Otis. Yes, sir. What has God been talking to you about lately to write about? Actually, starting to really put the story together for book four. And this is going to involve some education, a teacher in, in distress that's lost her job. And it's uh, since I did a stint as a substitute teacher a couple years ago, to help out because my alma mater, they really needed help. And so I really got to understand more about the teaching profession, being on the inside just a little bit. And I wasn't really sure where book four was going to go until the Lord started bringing back experiences from the... Right, and that's the beautiful thing about story is there's always details that don't seem to be relevant to the story, but then they just are. And so we're going to come back with a lot more with Otis Farmer, the Return to Faith series, as well as, of course, uh, Bill Pincus with the North Carolina Right to Life. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. So fun. We have Bill Pincus here today with The Right to Life, as well as my old friend, Otis Farmer, who's the author of the Return to Faith series. And um, you may think I've forgotten that we left Bill bow hunting <clears throat> at the, in the earlier part of the show, and you're wondering what happened to Bill while he was bow hunting. But let me paint this picture for you just a little bit more. See, Bill is the president of North Carolina Right to Life, but at this point in the story, he was not. He was just an ear, nose, and throat doctor who was on the board of the North Carolina Right to Life. And the president was retiring, and he felt God pulling on his sleeve like, is this something I need to do? And at this moment in time, it must have been about this time of year, maybe a little earlier in October, he's out bow hunting. He's got camo on and his face is painted green and yellow and black, right? Because bow hunters, serious bow hunters, and he used to be in the military, so he's a serious bow hunter. He looks like Rambo out there, okay? I'm just saying. 
And Rambo gets a call from the president of North Carolina Ride to Life. And he's, he's flustered. He's like, oh, my goodness. And so for those of us who are hunters, you don't take calls. I mean, it's just something you don't do because, you know, deer, they, if, if you go to the trouble to paint yourself up like this, deer, they don't, they don't let, oh, hang on a minute, time out, you know. <clears throat> so you take this call, Bill, and what happens? Yeah, so I was, uh, it was in the oh, evening. Oh, and it's FaceTime, so you're gonna, she's yeah. going to see the, the whole, the real Bill, right? So she FaceTimes me, and I, I'm like. In, in camo paint, Yes, right? I, you know, I'm coming out of the woods. I have my bow and arrow there, and I'm like, Barbara never calls me. This has got to be important. I got to take the call. So I take the call, and I don't know what she thought, you know, because here I am holding it up to my face, and she says, oh, Bill, this was just a misdial. It was a butt call. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. But, you know, the Lord acts in mysterious ways. And over the next couple of months, I, 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 I pondered on that because I knew that Barbara was retiring. And I was thinking about retiring from my practice as ear, nose, and throat surgeon. And nobody on the board was making any motions. So in March, I stepped up to the plate and said, if elected, I will serve. And so in November of uh, 2019, the board elected me as the president of North Carolina Right to Life. I love that story. I mean, it is so God, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we all have our priorities in life, right? It's, I just find it fascinating. Well, you know, I was looking forward to retirement and everybody says, oh, you've worked so long. But I tell you, I, I think this was God's Touching, touching me, saying, I want you. You're a doctor. You have more credibility with the politicians when you talk to them. You know what life is about. Please, you know, lead this organization. And so how can you say no when the Lord is calling you? Right. And, and this speaker that you guys have for this banquet, Seth Dillon, is the CEO of the Babylon Bee, which, if I'm not mistaken, they're in Hollywood. He is awesome. Yeah, because I have a friend that, you know, we do the Christian Car Guy Theater here on when I can get it mixed again. And one of my actors acts for the Babylon Bee in Hollywood. Great. Great. Yeah. And so they, these people have a phenomenal presence. But on top of that, from what you're telling me, this Seth Dillon is an expert right on the First Amendment. Yes, he is. He is, you know, freedom of speech and... and we need to be able to have discussions with people that we disagree with. It's the art of persuasion. You give me your facts, tell me your reasons, let me present my facts and my reasons, and let's discuss it. You know, let's don't hate each other. Let's discuss the facts. And the art of persuasion is I may go over to your side or you may go over to my side. So, he is just wonderful. He's he's a, a, a staunch First Amendment supporter, and 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 actually his website got taken down by Twitter because of that misinformation. You know, you guys are distorting the facts, and he actually is a friend of Elon Musk, and uh, he reached out to Elon. Now I don't know for sure that uh, Elon bought Twitter because of that, but uh, it it might have planted a little. At Twitter See, itself got taken down. Just saying. <laughs> right? And now it's the X Factor, I guess. 
<laughs> it's kind of fascinating when you think of that whole, you know, history behind that. But it just points to, you know, God is really at work here. You know, we always want to get in on what God's doing, any, any, any of us, right? And so you can see clearly God's done a great work in our generation, right, on this Right to Life movement. And so here's an opportunity to you to pray for and be part of this event. It's coming up November 18th at 5.30 to 9 o'clock. They're at the Curry Convention Center in Greensboro. And again, you go to NCRTL, that's North Carolina Right to Life, .org. And if you're really good at that kind of thing, you can put backslash gala50. But, you know, how cool. So we left our hero over here, which I have not forgotten, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, I, I recently saw, um, no, I listened to a podcast on a young lady that works for Pixlr and, and talking about story and how important it is when you're writing a story that you don't leave out details in order to make a point. Yes, but it, there is an art to conveying the details. And when you're looking at film, you have to do it visually. They want minimal dialogue. Right. And so you have to think in terms, and going back to screenwriting, when you're trying to convey something you see inside. I don't know about you, but when I'm writing something, I'm in it. I'm living it. I'm each character. And after very emotional uh, sets, I'm exhausted. Right, but the, the struggle with all Christian films, actually, is you don't want it to look rigged. Right. Like, you know, if they, people wanted a sermon, they'd go to church. They want to see a story. They want to see a story. And that's like, you know, why C.S. Lewis with Narnia was such a genius because he had such details. Mm-hmm. It's why, you know, Lord of the Rings is unbelievable because of the story. And, of course, George MacDonald, Luke kind of taught them how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all part of the deal. So the, the ability to really get the story said is, is in details. And so having been a teacher, mm-hmm. right, God gave you that kind of, background to, to fill in the details on why that would be important, right? Well, when, when you, stepping back to film, when you hand a screenplay over to the studio, you realize that only parts of what you have written is going to actually wind up on film. It's going to go through the studio heads. They're going to hand it to their team of writers, and everybody's going to start adding their, their spin on the story and the characters, maybe even change genders. Yeah, it was cool. I ought to send you this podcast because this girl was on one of those teams for Pixlr. Right. And her job was to make sure the story didn't look rigged, to make sure that they did bring out the characters and that they did. And so obviously they're taking this work and becoming experts and trying to create something that actually makes the story more vibrant and less rigged. Right. And... Again, when, when you're translating words into motion and you're trying to convey the story through somebody's eyes and how they look at something, close-ups, the way, the angles, and so forth, the lighting, it's, uh, it, it's, that's how you really convey to, to tell that story. without. And, and it's, it's the genius of the Bible when you think about it, right? God didn't leave out the details. Right? Like if you're going to write the Bible, you, you'd probably leave out the whole tomorrow incident, right? Like I'm, 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 I'm talking about this guy, you know, sleeping with his, um, you know, daughter-in-law, you know, just not a good plan, you know, and, and, and that would not be something I would have left in there, you know, mm-hmm. but no, no, those details are critical 
to understanding the whole redemptive process. And the Bible's full of those kind of details, right? Mm-hmm. And so important when, when it comes to story. And you can hear my friend Onus has this passion for story, which means that his novels are going to be worth reading. And again, it's called the Return to Faith series. You can go to kingdompursuits.com and find out all about that. And we'll be right back a little bit more from Otis and Bill. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. God takes your passion and uses it to build a kingdom. And how fun today. We're talking with Onus Farmer. He's an author of the Return to Faith series, as well as um, Bill Pincus with the North Carolina Right to Life. Uh, Really, really cool. And um, in case you missed the first segment, because I don't want anybody to miss this joke. It's so good. So why do... They have barcodes on the returning Swedish fleet so they can do, right, Scandinavian, Scandinavian. All right, that's, I just loved it. <laughs> well, I was in the Navy for eight years before I even went to medical school, so that that is a great <clears throat> You're Scandinavian, yeah, Swedish. That's very good. Um, so... Bill, there's some important stuff going on right now that people need to be aware of, right, when it comes to the North Carolina right to life. Yes. Uh, Since the Dobbs decision, which returned the right to the states to regulate the abortion industry, which is the death industry, because in each and every abortion, a baby dies. We were able to, this year, lobby the legislature, help them craft the law, changing from North Carolina limits of 20 weeks for abortion for any reason down to 12 weeks. And that was SB 20, the women, the care for women, children, and families act. And that took the limit from 20 weeks to 12 weeks. But the sad thing is over 90% of all abortions occur before nine, uh, 12 weeks. So, we have 90% of babies still at risk, and that is unacceptable because God gave us life from the moment of conception. And if you look at people saying it's just a blob of cells, well, you and I are blobs of cells right now. We're just further along in our development. And each and every one of us started as that single cell, double cell. And by the third week, our heart is beating. By the six weeks, you can detect brain waves independent of the mother's brain brain waves. And by 10 weeks, all 10 fingers and toes are formed. The baby can suck its thumb. And so it's a it's the natural process of life from the moment of conception until natural death. And that's what we strive to defend and protect at North Carolina Right to Life. Uh, and you can see the battle's not over, right? We, we need to be praying. We need to really see what God would have us do just like even if you're out there in camo paint, right, and you and you and and you're seeing your you got incoming calls or whatever, it's, you know, God, what are you up to, right? 
That's what, right. What, what are you up to right this minute? And, and what might you be calling me to? Maybe he's calling you to write a book or a screenplay mm. or, or just a work on another story of some kind. You know, one of the things I urge people to do <clears throat> is your own story for your kids, right? When you, when you say, um, Otis, that for people to take the time to write out their testimony so their kids would have it to pass on to the next generation. Because if you do genealogy and you go back and you go, oh, I had this relative, I had that relative, what about them? You don't know anything. Yeah, you know that here's where they lived, but what about this guy? Wouldn't it be cool to have their testimony and their story or even just take your phone to voice memo and record it so they can have your voice mm -hmm. telling your story, hopefully in better shape than my voice is today. But and that's important, right, Otis? I, I agree. And again, with modern technology, you have so many opportunities and avenues to follow to record your work. And so I've had, again, people ask me, what, what should I do? I want to write a book. And I said, well, the best thing you can do is write a book and figure out what, how to tell the story. And if you can't type, get it, like you were saying, use a voice recorder. And, and then if you need somebody to type it for you and you'd rather do that, then well, there's services out there to help. But I, I agree 100% genealogy, understanding our past, because we are a result of what our parents and forefathers and mothers were. And so how, how life affects us, we, we find ourselves in situations where our past helps us to understand and, and lead us, and of course, relying on God, too. To, now, to, wouldn't it be cool to think that your testimony could affect your great, 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 great grandson? Yes. And you know how precious it is for me. My grandmother, my mother took a recording, an old cassette recorder, and and I had my grandmother tell her stories of when she met my grandfather and stuff back at the turn of the century. Mm -hmm. And I have those tapes. I, I digitalized them. So I not only have those stories, I have them in my grandmother's voice. Mm -hmm. wow. and, and they're just treasures. Well, your voice someday will be a treasure for somebody. And it just takes a minute with the technology we have today, yeah. the importance of story, right? Yes. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about that until you, you brought it up, but um, our, our voice, when people hear our voice, there's our voice inflections and, and how we speak in our pattern that can affect how they're received and, or how it's received. And when, um, when you have a story to tell, hearing it in that person's voice right. and hear the emotion in what they're telling is, is, it can be very compelling. Yeah, so the thing of it is, and the whole reason behind Kingdom Pursuits has always been, the reason why I love having these folks on, is God's got something he's putting on your heart. Whether that's write a book, write a screenplay, go, you know, volunteer for Right for Life. You know, that's not an accident. You know, he wants you to respond and obey. And when he does, you go on adventures that are unbelievable, take you to the wildest places. So what God's putting on your heart, man, Take that passion and use it to build the kingdom. But right now, we're just grateful that you're listening to the Truth Network because you've got so much truth coming up. We've got encouraging prayer followed by the masculine journey and then Nikita Koloff. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you really being with us today. And Otis, very fun. Have a great weekend, guys. Oh, set your clocks back. Thanks, Robbie. Oh, thanks. <laughs> this is the Truth Network. <laughs>